0: And it is Tuesday here in very hot, still Tyler, Texas. We have had a little bit of relief. And by relief in Texas, what that means in September is it's gotten out of the hundreds for the highs. Although we do have a couple of more days today where it will likely be This week, rather, where it will likely be a hundred or more, but we can see the end in sight. It's not here yet, but we know that we've had a little taste of uh, a little bit of cool. And I hope that wherever you are, things are going well and that God is blessing you and you're feeling that presence and that blessing. Today, as we continue through Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest, we're going to be talking about prayer and if I ask you what exactly is prayer you would probably say something like well it's talking to God and I think that's a great definition Uh, it's a great description of what prayer is and we call God our Father just as Jesus taught us to pray in what we call the Lord's Prayer our Father who art in heaven hallowed be that thy name great way to start addressing God as our Father recognizing him as the great creator master by saying he is the one that is in heaven and he is the one that is to be uh, hallowed hope made holy he is already holy we are to consider him holy and to honor him as the one true and living and holy god that's how that great prayer starts but today's not a lesson on the lord's prayer although i preached a sermon series on that a while back and i loved that series by the way Um, But uh, today, we're talking about the purpose of prayer. What is the purpose of prayer? And uh, as I said, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. It's not to get God to get us stuff. That's not the purpose of prayer. Uh, As we have said many times before, there's an acronym that's really helpful here. It's the acronym, the word ACTS, A-C-T-S, not A-X, but A-C-T-S. And it's helpful for us as an outline for prayer. A is adoration. We start with praising and adoring our God. Uh, C is confession. We acknowledge we are sinners and we have no right to address God and yet because of Jesus Christ and what he did for us, we can. And that leads us to the T, A-C-T is thanksgiving. We thank God for all of our blessings and we have so much, no matter what your situation, uh, you have been blessed and it's good to acknowledge those blessings. And then the S in ACTS is supplication. That's where we do ask God for his continued blessings. And sometimes that gets very specific. And as I've said before, sometimes the need is so urgent and the situation is so critical that that's where you start and that's okay. I think that's wonderful. But if that's where you're always starting and you're never doing the adoring and confessing and, and thanksgiving part of that acronym, and it's only supplications, it's only asking, Um, then you might want to consider your prayer life. Prayer is communication with God. It's talking with God. Uh, But the key bends towards relationship. And that's where Chambers is going to go in just a moment. But one of my favorite quotes is the difference between how men and women view uh, talking. Uh, Women talk to enhance relationship and communication and cultivate that. Men talk in order to end communication. Okay, we've said it, I've figured it out, now let's move on and I can get back to the game. Well, that's quite a sweeping generalization. I remember that term from high school days where you lump everyone in the same category even though that's not quite exactly true. Uh, But that is something that is kind of typical. Women are more typically the talkers and are willing to be verbal about that. Men are more the silent types, quiet types, not nearly as bad as it was back in our parents' or grandparents' days, but still that's kind of the general trend, and so I, I get that. But when you talk about talking with your Father, your Heavenly Father in particular, well, talking and praying, that's what it means to talk to our Father in Heaven. Praying is meant to enhance and cultivate relationship. And not just to ask Him for stuff. Or to even ask Him for His blessings and important things. Such as the health of a loved one or your own health. Uh, to save your family, to um, help your church, whatever that might be. Those are very noble things, and we need to include those in our prayers. But again, prayer goes deeper than just that. And so that's where Oswald Chambers comes in with this great chapter that's entitled The Purpose of Prayer. It's from his August 28th reading. And uh, he begins with the passage from Luke 11. Luke's uh, account, Matthew includes this in Matthew 7. No, Matthew 6. Luke has it in, in Luke 11 where the disciples come up to Jesus and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. In Matthew's account, it's in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6 when Jesus is talking about making sure that we don't do our acts of righteousness or acts of worship simply to be seen by others, including our prayers. And he he gives the Lord's Prayer, as we call it there. Luke gives it as a response to the disciples' request, Lord, teach us to pray. They come upon him and they see him praying, and so they ask him to do that. And so Chambers begins with this very challenging statement, prayer is not a normal part of the life of the natural man. That's kind of an interesting quote, isn't it? it? Prayer is not something that comes naturally. And I think it's because we are carnal, we are physical beings in our carnal nature, our flesh, as Paul describes it in Romans uh, 8, especially, and in Romans 7, partially, um, that we don't tend to think of it that way. We don't tend to pray to a a being that is out there somewhere. uh, That goes against our physical carnal nature. As does much of what is eternal. And that's why Paul would write to the Colossians in chapter 3 and and he would say, set your minds and your hearts on things above, not on things below. Uh, Because the things that are above, the things that are uh, heavenly, spiritual, are eternal. The things of this world are um, only temporary. Well, I think that's true. And that's why prayer is not a normal part of the life of the natural person. Um, We hear it said, he writes that a person's life will suffer if they don't pray. But he says, I question that, and here's why. What will suffer is the life of the Son of God in that person, which is nourished not by food, but by prayer, and I think that's right. Uh, We pray to God to cultivate a relationship with him And to cultivate that presence of God in our lives and seen in the way we live our lives. Uh, Prayer is the way that the life of God in us is nourished. It's not just asking for God's blessings, although that's a part of it. But again, it is to build that relationship with God. We study the Bible to hear God speak to us. I realize some people say, oh, when I'm deep in prayer, I hear God speak to me. Well, okay, but let me tell you this. I can't prove or disprove that that's God. What I can say is that would never contradict what is in the written word of God. If it does contradict what's in there, then it's not from God, and that leaves only one other choice. Whatever God communicates to us through whatever means, it will not, it will not, go against and contradict the Bible, the scripture that God has given us, that is the inspired word of God. And that's why I tell people, look, study the Bible, read the Bible and apply it and and put it into your lives uh, and then share it with others. Whatever prayer is, it's not meant to take the place of scripture. If you're looking for a shortcut in reading the Bible to figure out what the will of God is, prayer is not the answer. Now, it helps us. And as we study and read, we should pray and ask for God to help us make the right applications and guide us in that study. And that's okay. And I do that as well. But it doesn't take the place of what that word says. Uh, What it does is it nourishes our relationship. Communication does that, right? But it has to be two-way also, right? Uh, And the way God speaks to us is through his word. The way we speak to God is through prayer. Uh, My favorite uh, scripture, which is not really a scripture, but my favorite uh, reason for why every Christian should pray is one simple sentence, Jesus prayed. Sometimes he prayed all night. he spent the night in prayer before he chose his Twelve Apostles the Bible tells us. He spent that whole night in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane as he was about to be arrested. We we know that, we know that. And there were other times when he did it as well. He prayed, got up in the morning early sometimes to pray, stayed up all night, as we said, to pray sometimes. Uh, Jesus prayed, and if the Son of God prayed, what does that t- say about you and me? Obviously, I need to pray and I'm sure you do as well. We look upon prayer simply as a means of getting things for ourselves sometimes, but the biblical purpose of prayer is that we may get to know God himself, and I think that's exactly right. Um, A child is willing to ask their parents for anything, and we should be willing to do the same, but that should be based on that father-child relationship. Not just based on, well, I want it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for it. Um, let's, let's go a little bit deeper than that. Um, prayer gives us a window and an opening into communicating with our eternal creator, our savior, Jesus Christ, and the judge of all of mankind, including ourselves. Uh, When we talk to God in prayer, you don't have to use all the thithers and these and thou and and shouts and all of that. You can. God speaks fluent King James Version English just as he does 21st century American English. He speaks every language. He hears the prayers of every person. There's no prayer that he doesn't hear. There are some prayers that he will answer no to. But when he, when we pray, we know that we are communicating with God. I love the old spiritual, the old song. Um, uh, now let us have a little talk with Jesus. I think it 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 shares in that chorus. It shares how much that prayer life means to us. Uh, now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry, and he will answer by and by. Now, when you feel a little prayerful yearning and your heart unto heaven is turning, you will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. And that's the truth. He doesn't give us everything that we ask for. And that's why Jesus, in that Lord's Prayer, as we call it, said to pray this, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for God's will to be done. As I pray, I mentioned this in my sermon Sunday, as I pray these days, I pray in blocks in my long time, long prayers when I have quite a bit of time to pray. Usually that's when I'm on the treadmill. Um, When I pray, I pray in three blocks, for my family, uh, for my church, the West Irwin Church of Christ, and for my country and my world, and it's a very volatile time. In our country, and I think we need to be praying fervently. And we continue to trust in God. However, things turn out in our world, the circumstances of life don't, they're not the source of our joy, as Philippians 4 says. We rejoice in the Lord always. In my sermon Sunday, we spoke from Philippians 3 and talked about our purpose, the joy of purpose, and it's, as Paul says, this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on. Uh, I press on toward heaven. I press on toward being what God has created me to be. That was his one thing, as Curly said in City Slickers, but I think unlike Curly, we're not called to determine that for ourselves. Our creator, our maker, has told us what that is, and it is... Uh, to do that same one thing that Paul said, and that's to honor and glorify him, and to strain and press on toward what is ahead, our heavenly home. Um, And so when we talk to God, it's like that old song says, uh, we just have a little talk with Jesus. It's, It's not something that has to be formal, it can be, it doesn't have to be, but it always has to be sincere and from the heart. What Jesus was warning against in, in that Sermon on the Mount talking about our prayer life is not to use a lot of words and verbiage that don't mean anything to us. I don't remember much about uh, my high school literature days, but I do remember one uh, quote from Shakespeare. And the quote was this: my, "My prayers rise my prayers rise up, my thoughts remain below." Uh, Words without thoughts, never to heaven go. Um, Butchered that quote, of course, but that's the idea. Uh, Words without thoughts, never to heaven go. If we're just saying the words to say the words, that's not enough. Prayer comes from the heart and it comes from the mind. And God hears again. He hears those words. He hears those prayers and he will answer them. And we seek for him to answer them. According to his will and that's what I pray for my family. That's what I pray for my church That's what I pray for our great country that God's will would be done whatever that is And let me tell you in all three of those cases these days. I'm not sure I know what that is every time even most of the time But I don't trust in my knowledge. I don't trust in my understanding. I trust in my great God our Father who is in heaven who is the one who is to be hallowed. And so I can have that little talk with Jesus and it will make it right, even if it's not the answer that I long for. Um, One quote is this, prayer changes me and then I change things. I like that. We talk about prayer changing things, but I like that thought that prayer changes me and then I change things. We seek God's blessing. We give God our thoughts and prayers as some say, especially for those who are suffering. But then the question comes, okay, so what happens next? How is God going to bless them? Well, he may bless them through others and through his own means, his own great power, but he also may bless them through me and through my actions and not just uh, my thoughts and my prayers. Those are important, and I don't want to delineate us. I don't want to discourage us from... From doing those because I think there's great value in those believe me I have been on the receiving end of prayers and I there's you can't express and explain the feeling that you have when you know that people are praying for you Uh, we've shared some prayer concerns with people in the past and and even uh, today and those Those people who have been there, who have experienced that, and who know what that's like, they know what to pray for, and their prayers mean so very much. Uh, Prayer is not a matter of changing things on the outside, or simply on the outside, but it's one of changing me on the inside, and having me go through that. I think of that great passage in Philippians 4 that I get to preach about uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, Where Paul writes the Philippians from uh, under house arrest in Rome, not knowing if he's going to be released, but thinking he will. And he says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, a.k.a. prayer, pray. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And that's the great kid song. I've got the peace that passes understanding down in my heart. And that comes from this great scripture in Philippians 4 that's talking about praying. It doesn't take away all the anxiety. Christians are human people. That means we worry sometimes, but we don't let that worry get the best of us. And when we're worried, like that song says, uh, we... We take it to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we have a little talk with Jesus. And that's what we're called upon to do. And sometimes, again, um, the outward circumstances don't change that much. Uh, I love the the quote. Uh, I heard it the first time from Max Lucado years and years ago in one of his books, but it's an off quoted statement. And it says this, sometimes God calms the storm Sometimes, God lets the storm rage and calms his child. And I think that's part of the power and purpose of prayer, is to not get God to do what we want, but rather to get God to give us the strength of his presence and his Holy Spirit to help us to get through this day and this time, no matter what happens from there. Uh, We look at God and we say, I know that God can supply everything I need and more, but it's everything I need. That great passage in Matthew 6 that talks about the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, Joyce's favorite passage to share with others and with her kids, especially sometimes with her husband, I think, is... um, is to remember that God will provide all the things that we need. May not be all the things that we want, may not be everything exactly like we would like it, but he'll see us through and prayer is a big part of that. Prayer gives us that blessed assurance that we sing about that the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep us and will guard us in Christ Jesus no matter what's ahead. Uh, Our faith is tested at times. And prayer doesn't take those tests away. Sometimes God works on us and through us and through the tests that we go through in order to mold us and to make us into what he wants us to be and what others need us to be. And I think that's a part of the purpose of prayer is to turn those things over to God. You know, with prayer, you never pray to someone who is more, who is less powerful than you You pray to the one who is more powerful. You seek the blessing of the ones who can bless. You seek guidance from the ones who are wiser. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is an acknowledgement that God is greater than I am, that he knows more than I do, that he's more powerful than I am. Prayer acknowledges all of those things. And so we seek to believe steadfastly on the God who is always there, who is always present, who is our heavenly father, who will hear us when we pray. And whatever test you're going through, uh, prayer will help you cultivate that faith that it's going to take uh, to get through that time. I hope and I pray that you will be a person of prayer. I've known some great ones. Uh, Glenel West in uh, Arlington, Texas. She'll probably hate me for saying her name out loud. She is still the greatest prayer warrior I believe I have ever known in my life. And I love and appreciate her for that. Probably need to tell her that. And I have in the past, but it's been a while. There's nothing like uh, praying to the Lord. Uh, Praying during the times of anxiety, praying with gratitude when when everything's going well Uh, that's a great reminder to us that God is the source of those blessings and whether those blessings continue or not uh, his grace and his peace and his presence will prayer cultivates that relationship with God and I hope that as you continue in your own prayer life that that's what you will see as its ultimate purpose cultivating that wonderful relationship that we have with our creator and our sustainer with our Savior. God bless you as you pray. And I'll leave you with this one last thought and request. Please pray for me. Pray for me. God bless you and keep you.